Have you ever had the thought, oh, I have so much weight to lose. It'll take forever. Or maybe this one resonates a little more. I do well for fill in the blank amount of time. And then I fall back to my old habits. And after a while, I just say, screw it. Or here's one that's a real doozy. I should never have gained this weight. I feel broken. Yeah, these old stories can totally hold us back. So today we are talking about how we argue for our limitations. Spoiler alert, if you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. So today we're diving into number one, why we focus more on our limitations than our, on our capabilities. Number two, how it's not your fault that your brain tends to go there. And number three, we're going to talk about three specific steps to help you shift your lens from focusing on what you can't do to what you can do. If you ever want to get there, then you've got to start where you are, which is right here. So are you ready to examine the lens that illuminates our limitations and refocus it on our capabilities, competencies, capacity, and what's within your control? Oh yeah, let's get to it. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. I am so, so grateful that you are here. Thank you for being here. And since today we're talking about our lenses and how what we tend to focus on tends to bring more to the forefront, I want to start off with a question, one of my favorites, which is what's going right for you today? I was listening to a podcast and uh, the speaker said, if you're breathing, then there's more that's going right with you than going wrong. And I was like, you know, that's an interesting point. Like if you're breathing, there's a lot going on inside your body that's working. And probably there's a lot inside your life that's working. And we tend to focus on what's, what's not going right. But when you ask yourself the question, what's going right today? It's like a puzzle. It tells your brain what to go look for and your brain will go find it. So I encourage you to look for what's going right today. But all right, moving on now to the episode. So this episode was inspired by a coaching session that I observed a couple of weeks ago. And um, this particular client wanted to lose close to 100 pounds. And the coach was was helping this client and the coach was giving some suggestions. And, you know, it was reasonable, but the client kind of kept hearing what the coach said and would come back with, yeah, but blah, 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 blah. Like every response that the coach gave, the client had a quote, yeah, but response for it. And as a coach, whenever I hear the words, yeah, but, or, or something like that, that basically is a signal that the client is, is focusing on what they cannot do. It's they're focusing and arguing for their limitations, which makes sense, you know, and, and everything that this client was saying made sense too. I was like, I can see her point because she had a lot of experience in the past of trying to lose weight. And sometimes it would work. Sometimes it wouldn't. Um, or maybe, you know, like she would, she would lose weight and then she would gain it back or she would try this and, you know, she would do X, Y, Z for a couple of weeks. 
then she'd fall back into her old, old patterns or something would come along to wreck her progress and her life was really stressful and, you know, legitimate things. And I thought it was really interesting just to observe how everything the client was saying kind of made sense, but it wasn't serving her. It was not helping her reach her goal. Have you ever felt that way? You know, maybe you don't have 100 pounds to lose. You know, maybe it's just that every time you seem to find yourself reverting back to old habits, you know, we're in the season of January and, you know, re- resolutions and so forth. And I think I heard once that maybe it's like the second Friday in January is, is named Quitter's Day, that, you know, that's when people tend to fall off their New Year's resolutions. It's normal. Like it happens to us. But typically when we revert back to our old habits, we tell ourselves, I always do this. What's wrong with me? Well, let's go there. Let's let's talk about that. What's wrong with you? And the answer is nothing. It's not your fault. You're not broken. Here's why this happens. So number one, our brains are designed to find what's wrong. Our brains are programmed to look for problems. That's actually a really good thing. You know, that's how we evolved and survived this long as a species because our brains are always kind of scanning on the alert for what's wrong with this picture. And we're looking for change. And when we find it, then we can adapt to it and, and handle the, you know, the potential problem in our midst. The thing is that worked really great for our ancestors who were looking for predators. And these days when we have a lot fewer predators, thankfully, we have, our brains are still operating on the same system, the same, you know, OS operating system where they're still looking for problems and whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it. So our brains find problems. It's what we do. It's normal. So nothing has gone wrong. Number two, our brains are really great at looking for patterns. So real quick in the brain, we've got our prefrontal cortex. That's kind of our decision-making planning brain. And then we've got the sort of lower brain subconscious mind. And the prefrontal cortex, the the thinking decision-making part of the brain is really energy expensive. It takes up a lot of energy. And one of the things that makes us unique as uh, human beings and and mammals is that brains are expensive organisms in terms of energy and calories. And so our human brains make up for that by whenever there's a pattern that the brain can find, it's like, oh, awesome. I can delegate this to the lower brain, which is like now on autopilot, and it uses a lot less energy. It's, It's like on cruise control. Where that, you know, that is much more efficient operating than, you know, when you're in first and second gear, when you're like really revving up that engine. So your decision-making brain, your prefrontal cortex, that's the the revving up the en- en- engine of the brain. Whereas whenever there's a pattern, the brain's like, let's put on that, that on autopilot. Let's put that on cruise control so we can delegate it. So you've probably had patterns in the past. You know, earlier I said, I always seem to revert to my old patterns. Exactly. Because they're patterns. You've done it in the past. Your brain is like, sweet, a pattern. Let's delegate this to the lower brain. Therefore, she doesn't have to think about it. And it's outside of her awareness, which is awesome for things like breathing or brushing your teeth or, you know, things that you do regularly. But it's less awesome for habits that you want to change because that means they're outside of your awareness. Another thing about the brain looking for patterns is it also uses those old patterns to you know, rely on what happened in the past. Therefore, I can predict the future. 
Because our brains are, again, they're always on alert looking for problems. And when might there be a problem? Maybe in the future. And how do I know what could happen? Well, what's happened before? What's happened in the past? I know. I tried to lose weight and I did, but then I regained it. Therefore, that's likely to happen again. So the third reason why it's not your fault is because our brains look to the past to predict the future. So if you've ever tried to lose weight in the past, which is like 99% of all humans, uh, certainly women, then you, your brain has a pattern that it is drawing from to guess as to what might happen in the future. And then there's just the, the wiring of the brain. The, the, like the way the cells work is that when, you may have heard, when neurons fire together, they wire together. So in the past, perhaps you've had a pattern of, you know, when I'm stressed out after work, I go home and I munch and I eat all the snacks while I'm cooking dinner. That is a pattern. So neurons have fired together and then they wire together. What that means, you know, a little bit of science speak here is that the myelin cells, myelin is a kind of a almost, I, I think of it as like plumbing around the neurons that fire together. And so this sheath, myelin sheath has been created and um, when you're trying to create a new pattern, it's almost like old subway tracks. Um, I happen to live in Florida, so there's no subways here in Florida because the water table is pretty high, but I have been to cities like New York that have subways. And when the you know Department of Transportation creates a new subway line, the old one doesn't disappear. It's still there. It's just not being used. And that's a lot like what's going on in our brains. Those old neurons that wired and fi- fired and wired together are still there. They're still myelinated and wrapped up together. It's just that you're trying to create a new subway track, a new myelinated sheath with the new pattern. So when your brain has a, a, a stressor, you're anxious, uh, maybe excited, or even you could be sad. Anything that kind of like knocks you above or below homeostasis, your brain's like, ooh, we need to figure out what to do. Let's rely on the old pattern because the old pattern feels safe because our brains are not interested in what makes us happy. They're not interested in our fulfillment. Our brains are not interested in our gene size. Our brains are interested in feeling safe. And what feels safe? What was familiar? What's familiar? Our old patterns. Okay, so it's not your fault. Whew, you're not broken. Thank goodness, right? However, with that being said, do you just want the default to be the driver of your life? Do you want to be sitting on your deathbed looking back thinking, wow, I spent so much time focusing on what was wrong with me. I used up so much mental and emotional energy focusing on my beliefs about what I could not do. That's what I thought about. That's what I spent my life doing. Is that where you want to be on your deathbed? Because look, I'm not going to argue with you about your past or about all the things you've tried and how many times you failed or done well for three weeks and then reverted back to your old patterns. You get to have your story. You get to have your past. But what do you want to choose for your future? As I said before, if you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. When you argue for your limitations, you choose to recreate your past over and over and over again in the present, which of course then becomes your future. There are plenty of people out there with limitations. 
people who have chronic disease, people who are in a wheelchair, people who have cancer, mental illness, whatever. And there are so many incredible, beautiful stories of people who decided that they did not want to be defined by their limitations. They wanted to choose to write their own story. So let's write your own story. Here's how. Ready? Let's go. Number one, stop putting your energy and your effort on what is wrong with you. Just stop. It is not helping you. It is literally making you worse. And 20 years from now, 50 years from now, whenever, when you're on your deathbed, looking back, do you want to look back and be like, wow, I'm so glad I spent my energy focusing on what was wrong with me? No. Because if you want to find something wrong with you, your brain is hardwired to do it. We've talked about that already. It'll be like, all right, yes, now we're talking. I can find the things that are wrong. Let me give you a list. But when you want to find something that's right about you, your brain fights. It's like, I don't think that's safe. That's not how I was wired to do this. In fact, I think that's a terrible idea. So it is normal for you to find what's wrong with you, but you've got to stop putting your energy and effort into it. You got to start putting your energy and effort into looking for what's right with you. The problem is not falling off the wagon or reverting back to your old habits. Hear me when I say this, expect that to happen. It's going to happen. It's normal. It's part of the human experience. That's not the problem. The problem is telling yourself, this is going to take forever. No. Instead, put your energy into what you can do, into what tiny measures of progress, like what can I do to shorten the amount of time between times when I fall off the wagon or between the times when I have an overeat and then when I'm going to get back to normal? What can I do to make that amount of time shorter so that I get back to normal faster? Focus on what you can do. And by the way, quick aside, I want to point out that I said get back to normal. Why? Because long-term weight loss happens when you change your definition of normal. When what I want to eat, my, my normal way of eating, begins. that definition begins to change in my brain. I did not say, let's shorten the amount of time it takes to get back on track because Saying I'm on track or off track implies that one day, like you, you'll stop dieting. And a diet by its very nature is temporary. So don't diet. Focus on what do you want to be normal? My normal way of eating is my healthy way of eating. Sometimes I'm going to eat in a way that's not normal. Sometimes I'm going to have an extra serving of dessert, or I'm going to eat more than I planned. That is going to happen, but I'm going to view that as not normal. And I, I can't wait to get back to my normal, healthy way of eating. As soon as you can begin to redefine your definition of normal, the faster your weight loss will take place. All right. That was number one. Stop focusing and putting your energy on what is wrong with you. Number two, stop thinking that there is something wrong with you when you don't do it perfectly you know what, let's talk about perfectionism for, for a quick sec. So the truth is that perfectionism is a way to hide. It seems lofty. It seems great. Like I'm kind of a perfectionist. Like that's sort of like a backwards sort of, it seems like I'm criticizing myself, but I really kind of like this about myself. No. Perfectionism is really just a safety mechanism to keep yourself safe and cozy behind that boulder of never good enough. 
Now, feeling not good enough doesn't feel good, but it does feel safe because it's familiar. And just as we said before, our brains do not care about our fulfillment. They care about feeling safe. And feeling not good enough is very, very familiar. And perfectionism is a way to stay in that stuck zone of not good enough. When you do that, you have the perfect excuse to not truly try and not truly go for your dreams because part of you knows you'll never live up to perfection. So it's easier just to not really try or even not to start because why bother? You can't. You can't measure up to perfection. Speaking of not being able to measure up, what if I told you your goal, the ideal uh, uh, for a female human body is to be 10 feet tall. I want you to strive to be 10 feet tall. If you could aim for that, that would be great. That would, you know what? That would be perfect. Now, most people kind of laugh when I say that because being 10 feet tall is not something that a human body does. Guess what? It's the same with your weight loss goals. When you're striving to be perfect at, you know, your, your weight loss goals, whether it's being on the wagon or whether it's, you know, following your, your plan that you made, when you're striving to be perfect, you're aiming to be 10 feet tall. It is not a thing that humans do. Being perfect with your plan, not a thing. Being perfect with waiting until you're hungry or stopping at enough, it's not a thing. Being perfect just doesn't exist. It's not a thing. Therefore, striving for it is perpetually putting you in a no-win situation. And like, if, if you were striving to be 10 feet tall and never measuring up, that would feel lousy because like you literally can't get there. But if you could let go, I'm like, you know, I'm going to just stop trying to be 10 feet tall and be cool with the, you know, five, six and a half, five, seven, whatever you are, five, two. That feels a lot better. It's freedom. It's like, this is what I am and I'm going to work with what I got. It's the same thing with your weight loss goals. When you can realize that being perfect about your plan, being perfect about drinking your water, being perfect about eating healthy food, whatever your diet rule is, when you can let go of doing that perfectly, it's freedom. If perfect is not possible, then you can let go of it as an outcome and just get busy doing the best you can. Because when you tell yourself, I have to be perfect or I'm a failure, then that's defeating. Where is there room to learn and grow? If perfect is your floor, then there's no room for growth. That's a really low ceiling. When you tell yourself, I'm doing my best and I'm learning all the time, your growth potential is infinite. There's no limit to how much you can grow when you allow yourself the grace to do things imperfectly. Perfection is limited. Imperfection is limitless. So instead of thinking something's wrong with you when you don't do it perfectly, instead choose to tell yourself, I know my brain thinks this way. I expect it. So I'm not going to be surprised when all or nothing thinking shows up. When I ate more than I planned and I'm going to want to say, you know what, what the heck, I'm going to eat the whole pantry. I'm going to expect those thoughts. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to choose to talk to myself more than I listen to myself. You know, quick aside, I uh, played soccer in high school and college, and I was a goalie. And as a goalie, you might imagine you don't um, spend a lot of time interacting with other players because the ball, at least if it's going right, is not often near you. And so I would talk to myself during practice and games. And for a while, I kind of thought I was a little bit crazy. And then I just embraced it. I was like, you know what? I'm kind of entertaining. At least I think so. And so 
I really think that talking to yourself is kind of underrated, especially when it comes to the thoughts in your head. So talk to yourself more than you listen to yourself. You have got to take control of the mic and at least have a two-way conversation between the voice in your head and what you want to choose to think. All right. So step number one was stop putting your energy and effort into what's wrong with you. Step number two was stop thinking there's something wrong with you when you don't do it perfectly. Step number three is to ask yourself, how long do you want to wait? How long do you want to allow your limitations to define you? When you say it'll take so long, you're, you're letting it take longer. So let's, let's use the example. Let's say you have hundred pounds to lose. That's about two years at a reasonable weight loss of one pound per week. Two years to lose your weight can feel like forever. But you know what? Two years is going to pass anyway. Two years from now, do you want to still be where you are right now, feeling like you're always going to be on again, off again, and still in the same cycle? Do you want to be looking back, wishing that you had gotten started today on what you could do versus focusing on what was wrong with you? Or do you want to choose to say, I'm going to start today where I'm at. It's going to feel not good enough. But you know what? Time's going to pass anyway, and I might as well get busy doing what I can. I'm going to do what I can for myself today. Even if that feels like not good enough, that probably means you're doing it right. If it feels like what you're doing isn't good enough, that means you're making a change that is doable and something that you can continue to do consistently and sustain over time. So quick recap. Step number one, stop putting your energy into and your effort into what's wrong with you. Step number two, Stop thinking there's something wrong with you when you don't do it perfectly. And step number three, ask yourself, how long do you want to wait? The time is going to pass anyway. Do you want to look back and wish that you started today? Or do you want to just get started where you are and do it imperfectly and not good enough and get moving today? All right. Remember, you are human. You are imperfect and gorgeous and needed exactly the way you are. You are a piece of the divine and you are so worthy right now, just the way you are. So are you ready for our one tiny confident body action step to put into practice this week? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Step number one, how much weight do you want to lose? Pick a number. Step number two, calculate one pound per week. How many weeks is that? Map it out on the calendar. In fact, if you want to give yourself some wiggle room, calculate a half a pound per week, particularly the closer you get to your ideal weight, uh, weight goal, the kind of the slower it's going to take. So it's probably important to even give it a half a pound a week if you're getting closer to your weight loss goal. So anyway, one pound per week, maybe a half pound per week, map it on the calendar. What date is that? How many weeks or months is that from now? Step three, hear what your brain has to say. It might say, oh my God, that's going to take forever. Ugh, it's going to be so long. I can't believe I let it get to this point. You know, the drama, it's going to come up. Whatever comes up, observe it. Now, I want you to notice that I said, hear what your brain has to say. I did not say, listen to it. So I want you to hear it and notice it. Try not to believe it. Step four. Now say, so what? 
So what? It takes the time it takes. I'd rather do what I can today than focus on what my brain thinks I can't do. I'll never get there if I focus on what I can't do. Yes, your brain will probably offer you all the reasons why hope is dangerous, why being disappointed again is worse than believing. So don't focus on the big picture. Focus on losing one pound. Focus on one day. Focus on one choice. Focus on what you can do. The only way I get there is by choosing to look at what I can do today, one step at a time. I'd rather start with something small and doable today than be looking back two years from now wishing I'd started today. So that's what I've got for you today. I so appreciate you being here. If any of this part of this episode has resonated with you, I would so appreciate it if you would let me know by writing a review. Your review can help me know what is resonating with you, what else you'd like to learn about, and it might help somebody else feel a little bit less alone. And before we go, my favorite part of every episode is remember to love yourself because you are capable of so much more than you think. And it's a lot easier, and by the way, the journey is more enjoyable, to reach your goals when you love yourself on the way there. Because the secret is, there is no there. There is only here. And if you ever want to feel good about yourself, or dare I say, if you ever want to love yourself, when you get there, then you've got to start where you are, right here. So love yourself today. And go shine your light, baby. That's what I've got for you today. I will see you next time. so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing and I genuinely appreciate it and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach slash tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. I will see you next week. And until then, remember you are a miracle.